As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. We have got a really exciting episode today for you. I am really looking forward to diving into a couple of topics here. I'm sure you read the title, which prompted you to even click on this. It's all about finding a business partner, create the creative process when you are developing new programs, and feeling like a newbie all over again. I'm going to kick it off with finding a new business partner. Um, So last week on Thursday, Friday and Saturday into the wee hours of Sunday morning, I spent two full days, we'll just say like two and a half days, diving into a brand new project and group coaching program with a very good friend of mine. Her name is Nikki Nash. Um, Go check her out. You can also go buy her book, Market Your Genius. And uh, go check go check out that book out. Go give it a read. We got together and decided to start a brand new venture together. So I'm going to chat with you about why I decided to go in the direction of essentially linking arms with someone else who has a business. I have a business, and starting a new venture together. How like what are you? What am I looking for? Why did I decide to go in this direction? What has it been like so far? So I'm going to break down that story for you. And then I'm going to switch gears just a little bit and take you through uh, some insight on what it was like for us to combine our geniuses and skill sets and develop something that was purely an idea between the two of us and how we are making that a reality. and turning the idea into something tangible? And how do you go from this is an idea to bringing it to the market? Um, It is incredibly involved. Uh, It's simple. It's just not as easy as a lot of folks make it out to seem. So I'm going to walk you through what our creative process was like together, two people, also two people who are very different, who bring very different skill sets to the table And then with this new partnership and this new venture and this new program, what it's like to feel like a newbie all over again. And when you are starting something new for the first time, it doesn't matter how experienced you are in business or whatever you are saying yes to doing, you have to start all over again. You have to start from the bottom and build from the ground up. You don't start at the top of the skyscraper if you're the one building the skyscraper. So I want to take you back in time, actually a couple of years. Uh, Nikki and I met in 2016, I believe, and then reconnected in 2017 at a live event. And I believe that was the point where we decided to stay in touch. 
Uh, I think I saw her again in 2017 or 2018. I believe it was 2018 at another live event that we were both attending. And again, just continued to stay in touch. We would have, you know, peer-to-peer mastermind chats with each other. We would support each other, help each other out, you know, just sort of coaching one another, giving each other ideas, promoting one another. We've just maintained a really good friendship and, you know, friendship on the personal side and on the business side. And so a couple of years ago, we were having a call and I remember Nikki said to me, she was sharing with me how she felt about her business, how she felt in her business. And this is also pretty common. And she goes, you know, I'm really thinking I want to change my whole business model and I want to go in this direction. If I could have it my way, the only thing I would do is, and she kind of filled in the blank and she goes, I'm really, I'm really thinking about looking for a business partner. And she even asked me if I could think of anybody or if I knew anybody. And I remember getting off that call, sharing with her, you know, if anybody comes to mind that I think would be a great business partner for you, I'll certainly send that message your way. And in the back of my mind, I did not say anything to her. In the back of my mind, I really held on to the idea of looking for a business partner. And I also remember in the moment when she first said it to me, and the thought in my mind, which I did not say out loud, was, is she asking me? Like, is she kind of going about this like roundabout way to get me to say, pick me, pick me, pick me, like be my business partner. And so I didn't say anything. And I thought, well, surely she would have just come out and said it. You know, if she wanted me to be her business partner, I think she just would have put it on the table. And so I did not make any moves on that. And again, this was about two years ago, 20, it was, I believe it was in 2020. And so a couple of years have passed and recently I was listening to a podcast. I do not, I don't even know whose podcast I was listening to. And the guest on the show is someone who I'm familiar with. And she has a business with a business partner. And in one of her responses to a question she was asked on the show, her response was around the role she was playing in her own company. So this particular person started the business and one of her part-time employees eventually became a 50-50 partner with her in the company. And that 50-50 partner is now in the CEO role of the company. And she was talking about how one of the things that she learned about herself is that she didn't want to be the CEO of her own company. She preferred having an actual job that she showed up to every single day inside of her own company. And I believe she said, you know, one of her roles is leading the marketing and sales team. And, you know, she does some other things as well, but she doesn't ultimately lead the entire company and the entire team. And so I was listening to that and I thought that's so interesting because the part of the business that I really love the most, and I've actually shifted my own offers in this direction, I enjoy the back end of the business. I enjoy once you already have an existing group program, I'm a specialist in the group coaching program model. Once you already have a relatively successful group coaching program, and you probably have a couple of team members that are helping you deliver the program, you already have your marketing and your your sales processes and systems figured out. Doesn't mean there isn't work to do, but you don't need help in those categories. I come in and work with you on 
improving the delivery structure, uh, how your team functions inside that program. We look at client experience, client success. I'm coming in to increase drastically, increase and improve client results, retention, referrals, renewals, and ultimately your revenue through renewals and resells. And the other part of what I do is help remove you from up to 80% of client delivery and operations of your own group coaching program. And if you have more than one, we look at that as well. And then when I come on to work with the company longer term, I'm primarily working with the program manager or the program director, whoever is overseeing client experience and client success of your program. So typically at that level, the group program is already bringing in more than likely seven figures. And then I also do work with clients who have group coaching programs that are making six and multiple six figures as well. It's just a different kind of engagement. And I love the team building aspect, the leadership, operations, systems, processes. And because of my background in education, I have a master's degree in education. I was a teacher in the face-to-face classroom and online. And then I also worked for a well-known coaching company where I was the director of client success and client experience. And at any given time, we had up to 300 clients in one 12-month-long group coaching program. So that's the part of running a business I enjoy naturally because that's what I'm really good at. And what I do not enjoy as naturally is the marketing and the sales aspect of growing the business. And so I've always kind of thought, you know, I've done really well by myself in my own business. I've done really well over the last five and a half years, but I could do better if I had someone else that had a very different set of skills than I had, who was more of a visionary than I am. So I'm also, everybody has visionary in them. Everybody has like the manager style, the manager personality. And everybody has the technician personality in them. So we all have entrepreneur visionary. We all have manager operations in us. And we all have the technician tester, the person who's tinkering around with things. Like every single one of us has all three of those personalities inside of us. And I am stronger and default a little bit more to the manager and the technician which means I'm not as strong in the entrepreneurial visionary part of the personality. And, you know, kind of also think of it this way. You can't actually have a successful company without all three personalities. So you either have to develop all three or you need to bring people in, in the form of a business partner or a CEO or team that can balance that out. The other thing too, is that entrepreneurship can get very lonely because you are the head leader. You are the chief ultimately of every single thing that's going on. You are making ultimately all of the big decisions. You're not making all the little decisions, but your company's success and the health of your company completely relies on you and and it's on your shoulders. No matter how big you get, no matter how big your team is, if you're the owner, it's it's ultimately all going to fall on you. And I, I don't think that I ever, I could, ne- I could not, I had, 
I was having a challenge figuring out like, what is it? What is it that I feel like I'm missing? Is it something that I'm missing? Is it me? Is it connection? Is it collaboration? And I also noticed that I wasn't having as much fun as I thought I should be having and I could be having in my own business. Now, if you know me really well, then you know that my husband, Sean, also is a coach. He's a high-performance coach, hypnotherapist, and we have played different roles in each other's side of the business. And for quite a few years, I was bringing, it was really Sean and I building um, a number of the programs that I was running. So some of the programs I was running completely solo. If I had one-on-one clients, that was me and them. And then Sean was running a couple of my group programs together with me a few years ago. We even had our, our own podcast together. It was called The Best Version of You. We had it for a year. And then we decided like one day we were like, you know what? I think that you need to go build your side of the business. I need to go build my side of the business. And we need to become like our own individual inside of the umbrella of our company, which is Structured Freedom first, before we really know what we're doing together. And it's a lot like a marriage. If you want to improve your relationship or your marriage with your partner, it's about working on yourself first. Each person has to work on themselves and then you can really come together and work on the marriage as a couple and do that together. And so we essentially decided to do that inside of our business. So Sean has really been doing an amazing job of building up his high performance and mental mechanics coaching side of the business. He's got his private coaching. He runs his group coaching program. He does his launches. He has his own website. And then I have mine. So essentially it's the Sean Huber brand, the Megan Huber brand, but they are both arms underneath our company, which is Structured Freedom. And so if you've been listening to the show, you also know that I made some pretty big decisions in the last year and took a pause from doing like the super hyper growth of the business that I've been doing before and knew that I wanted to go in a a new direction, but I definitely kept, it didn't really feel like I was changing my mind. It felt more like I was being guided and led down this pathway And along the pathway, there were, okay, like imagine you're in, I was just in the mountains. So imagine you are in the mountains where I grew up in North Carolina, there's the Blue Ridge Parkway. And when you drive along the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is over a hundred miles, you're driving through this winding road and the scenery is beautiful. And every so often there is something called an overlook and you can pull your car off to the side. There's a safe place to do that. It's a fairly large area. It's enough for quite a few cars to pull off. You can park your car, you can get out of your car, and you can go stand on the overlook. And it's an unobstructed view of the mountains, and it's really, really gorgeous. And so that's how I have felt in the last year. I didn't feel lost. I didn't feel like I didn't know myself. It wasn't that I kept changing my mind and flip flopping back and forth, although it may have looked like that to some people I was that were supporting me along the way. To me, it really felt like I'm being shown the way. And as long as I try to figure out the way with my own intelligence and my own will, then I was kind of going in a direction that wasn't completely it. And so along this pathway, I felt like I was stopping at different overlooks and thought like, wow, this is it. This is a gorgeous view. Like this is where I want to build my house so that this is my view. But then something about that view would get a little muddy, like, 
if I'm in the mountains, like maybe it got really foggy or maybe the wind really blew or maybe the trees grew and I it obstructed my view. And so I would get back on the, the road, the pathway, and I would come to another overlook. But the view wasn't completely different. It was still a view of the same mountains and the same valleys and the same general area. It was just a different angle of the same view. And that's what I really feel like. I I feel like I've been walking that journey over the last year, but every single tiny little shift I was making, it didn't feel exactly right. And for a moment, I would feel like I had it right. Then it was like, "Mm, it's not quite that. It's just not quite that. And that was challenging, yet I also let myself follow that path. It has not been pretty. It has not been glamorous. Uh, It's been tight at times, but I knew that I was going to be divinely guided as long as I believed and trusted that process. So in the back of my mind, now just connect the dots here. Nikki had said this to me two years ago. In the back of my mind... Uh, a few weeks ago, it, she popped into my mind and I was like, okay, I've had this group coaching program. Basically it's changed a couple of different times, like two times, and it's changed names once I've had it for five and a half years. First, it was the art of rapid growth. Then it became momentum. And then I stopped building momentum about a year ago. I had built that for two and a half, almost three years, about three years. And I had team. So I had a marketing specialist that was teaching inside the program. I had a mindset specialist that was teaching inside the program. Uh, I had a productivity coach that was doing the associate coaching and some other things inside of the program who also is still uh, amazing. You know, she still actually does a lot of work to help me grow the company to this day. But there was something about that situation that was, it never quite really fell into place for me and it didn't quite fit. And when you have team that are supporting you, it's not the same as having a partner. So when you have a partner, you're essentially doing everything together. It's like split 50-50 down the middle. But when you have a team, you know, when you have a partner, it's the two of you making all your decisions together. When you have a team, it's still you making the decisions. And so I knew I wanted something a little different than just me and me leading a team completely by myself. There are parts of that I enjoy, but there are parts of that that I didn't enjoy. And not that this can't be, you know, overcome, but there is a part of me that part of my personality is that I thrive when I'm making decisions with other people versus me making decisions completely by myself. And that's not something that I ever would have acknowledged but it makes a lot of sense to me now that I know what I know. And so I thought to myself, why do I have to keep putting all this pressure on me to be the talent? Why am I putting all this pressure on me to be an expert in the category of lead generation and marketing and sales? When, although I've had to do those things to grow my company over the last five and a half years, I have developed a skill in those things that is not what I believe I'm being called to serve people in that particular manner directly through me. Uh, And so that is the part of teaching and consulting people where I've always felt like 
that's not really my calling, but every single client I've worked with in the last five and a half years, like that's all they've really wanted. And that's a whole other conversation. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm like, who could I bring on to work with me inside my group program that can be literally teach and train and create the curriculum for the entire marketing lead generation and part of the sales, like all that. I don't want to do that part. Who could I bring in? And then Nikki was the first person I thought of. And then I thought, well, why would I just bring her in as an expert and pay her like she's a team member? What if we just joined forces and we developed this brand new project together? And ultimately in the near future, it would just turn into its own business entity, separate from hers, separate from mine. And so we had a call and it was just a, Hey, let's get together. Let's have a call. Let's catch up. It had been, I probably hadn't talked to her in six months or more in a, on a zoom call. And we were chatting. I said, Hey, I have a business proposition for you. And I said, what do you think about going into business together? And basically combining our two strengths, we each are running group coaching programs. We are literally selling the exact same thing in our group coaching programs. Your skill set is marketing genius. My skill set is client retention. What if we combine those two geniuses together and we create what doesn't exist in the marketplace in a way that the marketplace deserves? And one of the reasons why I also thought of Nikki is because a lot of what she had been experiencing in her own business and her own thoughts around what is the direction this company is going in, it was extremely parallel to mine. Ultimately, we were really seeking the same thing, and it just took a few years for us to come together on that. So without batting an eye, she was like, I'm all in. And we decided on that call, which was at the very beginning of July, I believe. I think it was the first week of July. And I said, well, why don't we go ahead and get together in person and let's do it as early as the end of July. Let's let's make it happen. So we just got off of a weekend together in Durham, North Carolina, where we created an entirely new group coaching program. And we haven't you know, officially established a brand new business because this is the beginning stages. We are just starting this one program. We're going to test it out. We're going to see how it goes. And based on that, we'll make decisions about the future. So when it comes to finding a business partner, choosing a business partner, knowing if that is the right direction for you, you know, here's a couple of, I can only really speak to what my experience has been, but I did feel like for me, Anytime I've ever partnered with someone else, whether it has been my husband, Sean, um, my great friend, Elizabeth Galprin, we have done some business ventures together and just other people that I've done little mini collaborations with, I have so much more fun. It's more enjoyable. It's more fruitful. It's more fulfilling. I believe it's more financially abundant. It has been for me. And then I thought, so why keep trying to do this by myself? So that's one thing. It's really knowing yourself and knowing the environment in which you can shine and thrive and not letting your ego tell you that the only way to do this is to do it by yourself because you're going to make all the money. Uh, You're going to be the talent. It's going to be all about you. 
I just don't, you know, I really had to put that to the side and not think about or worry about what anybody else is going to think about me. And I, I believe the first thought that we might have is, well, people are going to think I couldn't cut it on my own. And you just have to really get rid of that. The other thing I would really look at, and I've, I've shared this, so this will make a lot of sense to you the way I've shared the story is that you want to find someone to partner with who has complementary skills as you. Now, remember I said, Nikki, she is the visionary. She's truly between the two of us. She's the visionary. Doesn't mean I don't have ideas, but she's way more visionary in her thinking than I am. I am much more operational and process oriented in my thinking and uh, executionary. So I'm more of like implementer executor in the way that I think and the role that I like playing and where I shine best. Her skill set is marketing. Uh, that is what her, you know, the last 20 years of her career has been in the marketing category. That is the career she's always been in. Um, mine has been in operations, curriculum, leading groups, facilitating groups, group coaching programs, client experience, and that whole world. Now, in order to create a sustainable business that is going to allow you to build your wealth, you have to have both or else you're building a business on a house of cards. So you want to find someone who has complementary skills. And then you also want to find someone who can, in addition to the complementary skills, but you both bring something to the table, whether it's one of you has more time and you can bring time to the table, or one of you has access to capital and somebody brings capital to the table. Uh, if someone has you know, a community, a larger list, uh, access to an audience so that you can fuel the business. So you really want, or and a skill set. So another one would be a skill set that maybe you are missing and they can bring that to the table. So you want to look at what do we need to make a, a business get off the ground and grow and then maintain that and keep that and help it grow well into the future and be sustainable and thrive. Your business partner needs to have complementary skill sets and contributions uh, when compared to you. And that just really lined up really nicely for us. So uh, there's a little bit on what we're adding. Now you might be thinking, okay, well, what are you doing with your business? What is she doing with her business? Nothing's changing. So nothing's changing in either one of our businesses, except we, our main group coaching program will be what we do together. Uh, I still have my mastermind. I still have one-on-one consulting that I do. I still have my podcast. Nikki has her books, her podcast, uh, her consulting gigs. So essentially we each have our own personal brand. We can do what we want in our own personal brand. We can have other business ventures if we want. We can have our own business as we, if we want. And then this is a business that we have together. And so she and I have been chatting about other companies where, or other um, well-known entrepreneurs and business owners that you may not think or even know uh, they have a business partner. And so I'm going to share some with you. Uh, I was looking this up um, and we found so many examples of people who have their own businesses or their own personal brands, but they may have multiple other businesses completely separate that are with business partners. So here's some examples. Um, Procter & Gamble, that is business partners. Wells Fargo, it's two people, business partners. Uh, Standard Oil, two business partners. Curtis Wright, 
That was Orville and Wilbur Wright. Um, HP, Bill Hewlett and David Packard, Hewlett Packard, business partners, Ben and Jerry's, Microsoft, Berkshire Hathaway. We always think it's just Warren Buffett, but it's Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, Apple, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, Google, eBay, that's business partners, Intel, business partners, Yahoo, Facebook, Rent the Runway. Rent the Runway was developed by Jen Hyman and Jenny Fleiss. Birchbox, two women business partners. Uh, Soul Cycle is Elizabeth Cutler and Julie Rice. The Own Network, Oprah Winfrey and Gail King. Uh, Nike is a business partnership. Netflix, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, McDonald's originally was a business partnership. Instagram, Fidelity Investments. And the last one on here on this list is Disney. Um, where did I get this from? I got this from gobankingrates.com. Oh, I guess that's go banking rates. Huh? Go bank in rates. Gobankingrates.com is where I found that. So um, just some interesting information there. So I want to jump into the creative process for new programs and just kind of walk you through how we did this. So we decided that for this new project that we are starting and ultimately a new business venture, we would get together in person. And so we had the huge post-it notes that are the size of poster board. We had the small little colorful post-it notes. We had a lot of different colored markers and we kicked off each day. Uh, well, first the night before we started, we created an agenda for day one and an agenda for day two. Day one was creating the actual product. Day two was creating the marketing plan for the product. So we divided up the two days. And then on day one in the morning, we each started with our own meditation and jotted down our ideas. That's where we recognized one of us was a visionary and one of us was more of the implementer and executor because of what came through in our own meditation and visualization. So based on that, we then did a big brainstorm on all of the ideas that we had for the actual product. Then from there, we kind of step-by-step in a pretty logical order developed our actual program. Uh, We started with what the program is and the program promise. Then we talked about who the ideal client would be for that product. We then looked at... I believe we then looked at the curriculum for the program. We decided on the price point for the program, how long it would be. We decided it would be broken into three phases. And then after we did like a big curriculum brainstorm, we divided each one of those brainstorm items into each one of those phases and then broke that down into the actual weeks that we would be teaching each thing. What else did we do? Uh, We also created our organizational chart and we created an organizational chart based on what we want our company to look like in its end game. So, you know, at first the two of you starting the business, you are playing every role. And then the idea is you're documenting your processes and your systems and you're developing those as you go. And then you're bringing people on to take over that particular role and responsibility. So we divided that up and it's it's equal. The other thing that we had a really long discussion around was what is each one of our individual primary aims? 
you know, why do we want to build wealth? What do we want this business for us individually to fund? And based on that, we crunched a lot of numbers and we factored in, um, you know, how much do we want to make in a year? And our number is a million dollars. We want this one program to bring in a million dollars in the next year. And based on that, we then took percentages and we divided up, well, how much are we going to pay ourselves? How much are we going to put towards taxes? How much are we going to put towards business expenses? And then how much is going to go towards profit? And then half the profit goes to the business and half the profit goes to each one of us personally. But based on that, before we did that, we talked about, well, what is this business ultimately going to fund for each one of us? And for me, it's having a campus where, you know, Sean and I have always had a dream of building a in-person retreat center or campus where people can come to us and work with us. And part of that dream is to have an entrepreneurial school for high school aged kids. And I also am really interested in real estate. Nikki's really interested in real estate and, you know, buying other business ventures. So we each have things that we're very interested in doing that we're looking at this business as the vehicle to fund those things, which any business you have, the purpose of the business, the sole purpose of the business is to fund your personal goals. Now, that doesn't mean you're not delivering a great product. You are at the highest level of excellency possible. It is all about making an impact on people. And the purpose of business is to fund your personal goals. So many of our decisions financially and organizationally were based on that. And then day two, it was all about the marketing plan. So we were looking at ideal client. We built out our funnel. We decided how we are going to fill the program with conversion events. We're going to charge for those. And we mapped out that we got out the calendar, we put it on the calendar, and then we mapped out our content plan and divided our content plan into three different categories. And then we each did a bunch of brainstorming. We divvied up our brainstorm topics into each one of the content categories. And then we decided what our weekly Facebook live shows are going to be for the next six weeks. And then that is what ultimately is driving people to join our conversion event where they hear about our program. So that's how our creative process went. And then finally feeling like a newbie all over again. And this is where I believe it's so important for us entrepreneurs to constantly be in learning mode and constantly reminding yourself that you are a beginner and having that beginner's mind. When you approach business from this perspective and new ventures from the perspective of I'm learning something new all over again. I'm a newbie all over again. It really opens up the gateway for possibility, imagination, and creativity. And it's a new venture. So regardless of the fact that both of us have done this many times by ourselves, Each one of us have created new programs, launched them, marketed them, sold them, delivered them. Like that's not new to us, but it is the first time we've ever done it together. It's the first time it's this particular program. It's the first time it's this particular promise, this particular ideal client, these particular conversion events. And right now the business is an idea. And now we have turned that idea into a concept. We've turned that idea into a product. 
And now it's a matter of taking the steps to execute that and fill in the blanks until we have our million dollar year. And then we already mapped out, well, what's going to be after that? And so we have that whole game plan in place. Now we don't know how all that is going to happen, but you essentially are starting back over at the starting, you're at a new starting line. And it's not like you're falling backwards. You're not going back or backwards. You're just in a new race. You're just in a new race. You're at a new starting line and you have a new finish line. And the goal is to get to that finish line and to enjoy the stretching, the warmups, the preparation, the race day, and then every single step that we're taking along the way so that we can get to this finish line. And then we will be at another new starting line. And, you know, if you think about an athlete, when an athlete takes time off and it's off season, when they come back into the new season before the season starts, there's usually a preseason, there's a spring training. And what you're doing is you're reconditioning your body to be in top conditioned playing mode. And you will hear any athlete say that during the off season, they're not in peak performance mode. You can't be in peak performance mode 365 days a year. Your mind needs a rest. Your body needs a rest. Your soul needs a rest. And athletes are really great at that. And so the new starting line is really about you reconditioning your mind and reconditioning your body and reconditioning your spirit and relearning some of these lessons and principles and tools and implementing them in a new way. So it's a really, it's a really fresh time. It's, it's refreshing. It feels very revitalizing. It feels rejuvenating. It feels creative and imaginative, fun, fulfilling. It feels full of freedom. I was looking for another F word. It just feels good. Uh, there is a lot of flow. Uh, we were chatting today and, you know, since this past weekend, we've chatted a couple of times. It, it feels so much easier. I mean, honestly, it feels so much easier. Uh, and that is a sign that we know we're, we know we're so going in the right direction because of it feels the way we wanted it to feel. It feels the way we envisioned it to feel. It feels the way I think we both always wanted our other businesses to feel by ourselves, but this, this is it. And sometimes what we think our journey is going to look like, it goes in a completely different direction. And so I want to leave you with always be open. I think one of the greatest characteristics for any entrepreneur, because an entrepreneur is typically someone who is, you know, you, you love to build, you like to start new ventures. You love to innovate. You like to um, move your strategic objective forward. And you may not just have one business. I believe one of the most important characteristics to have and to develop over time is to be more open-minded, to be more open-minded about the how, about the pathway, about the journey, about the people who can support you and who you can support in reaching your own primary aim and your own dreams. And know that if you are someone who wants to be on this business journey and wants to be an entrepreneur, you don't have to do it alone. And there's absolutely no shame. In fact, it is something to celebrate when you join forces with someone else and you go into business together. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, That is something that I'm really inviting into my life right now and something that I'm really exploring. And you also don't have to limit yourself 
to only having one business with one partner. You may have many businesses over the next 20, 40, or 60 years with multiple people. There are so many examples of this, but a lot of business partners, you don't necessarily see them together because typically one person is more of the face and the other person is running the behind the scenes. Um, And so the more I've really researched people who have multiple businesses, most people who have multiple businesses, they have multiple business partners. They have at least one, but you may not even know about it. So it's a pathway. It is available. It is extraordinarily invigorating. And if that is something that you've kind of had in the back of the mind, back of your mind, or there's been this niggle on the back of your mind, and you just couldn't quite pinpoint pinpoint what it is, don't close the door on a business partnership because it is, it's just a ball of fantastic fun. So uh, be on the lookout for what we are creating together. We have got some really incredible workshops coming up. We've got a double the revenue of your group program without burnout three-hour workshop. And then we have a uh, three-week pop-up group that we're going to be doing in the future on, let's see. Oh, I think it's taking your monthly recurring revenue up to 30K a month with your existing group program. Oh, I know what it is. There it is. I'm looking at my big post-it notes in my office. They're surrounding me. Fill your group program with the right people and turn them into lifers. We're going to be doing a three-week pop-up group for that with some training each week. And that's going to be coming. uh, We're going to be hosting both of those in the month of September. And then that's when you'll get to hear about our brand new program. So if you would like to be one of the first to get the information on our three-hour workshop, which is going to be happening in the beginning of September, send me a direct message on Facebook or on Instagram. And all you have to do is type in the word groups via private messenger on Facebook or Instagram. And I will get that information over to you as soon as it is ready to go. And you can join us in either the three-hour workshop or the three-week pop-up group or both. So I look forward to hearing from you. Send me a DM or a private message, Facebook or Instagram with the word groups, and I will get that over to you. Until next time, make sure you're designing your life and business so that it is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.